We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. Happy Halloween, by the way. Uh, It's Tuesday, October 31st. I'm Liz Dolan. I'm here in Santa Monica, California. On the line with me, my two sisters, Julie Dolan. You're in Dallas, Texas. How's everything there? Where are you exactly right now? I'm in my uh, granddaughter's bedroom, Alice's bedroom, because the internet is out out at my house. Of course, it went out today. um, And I have my phone right by me because AT&T swears they're going to come call me before they stop uh, by my house for a service appointment. But you know they're going to call in the middle of the show. So so (laughs) if I have to drive, even though my window of of service is later in the day, I know they're going to call in the next hour. So that will be fun (laughs) to have AT&T join us on this podcast. (laughs) For years, we've been trying to get them to sponsor the show. But no, (laughs) no, no. (laughs) <laughs> they prefer to just interrupt it. Yeah. Uh, Leon Dolan, you're in Pasadena, California. Now, I know that Halloween is just a huge night in your neighborhood and in your life. So happy Halloween. Thank you very much. Yes. I mean, I'm going to tell you a little bit later about Thriller. You know, I'm performing tonight, Liz. So it's really high stakes for me. Right. Doing That's the Thriller right. dance uh, at an undisclosed location seven times tonight. Um, so my husband's in charge of the candy. But there could be no one on the streets because Game 6, World Series, L.A. Dodgers. Oh, yeah. So it's a must win. Oh. Must win for the boys in blue. You know, I kind of like watching the World Series, not really caring who wins. So it's been exciting. I, I'm, for both, I'm for both teams, yeah, Liam. I'm I for both teams. Can't it's, get all worked whoever out. Whoever wins. This is a great series. Uh, it's been so much fun to watch. All right. I want to let people know if you're a regular Satellite Sisters listener, and maybe you also enjoy television. You know, Julie and I do two recaps. In addition to this fine program, we put it uh-huh. out there for you. Two more shows you get during the week <laughs> where we talk about TV shows. And it's grueling work, isn't it, Julie? But we enjoy it. It um, is. But, I mean, here's the thing for the listener. They don't actually have to watch the shows, okay? Because yes, we, do I would, the yeah. watching, we do the watching for them, right, Liam? Right. Or, or if you want to listen to the Madam Secretary or the Poll Dark Recap before you watch the show, that might be helpful. Julie, you had a busy travel schedule this week. So you're like, here are my notes. Watch watch the shows while you're reading my notes. So we have two <laughs> recaps. They're on a separate feed, Satellite Sisters Talk TV. We try to post the Madam Secretary Recap on Tuesdays and the Poll Dark Recap on Wednesdays. I will officially issue an apology to actress Sarah Ramirez this week. Uh, last week, I said she could not sing and dance. I could not have been more wrong. And many people, really? many, wrong many, many people told me. I, <laughs> you thought she was just really a doctor? I, I know. <laughs> she is a giant Broadway star. I had no idea. I had no idea. I, I, so uh, I, that official apology will be on the Madam Secretary recap. And then on the Dog recap, we're going. We're going to discuss why Demelza was wearing that hat that looked like Minnie Pearl. What was that? Uh, she wearing Minnie Pearl's hat. I don't know. So you can find the recaps, Madam Secretary and Poldark, Satellite Sisters, Talk TV. All right. Um, and you know what? Subscribe and rate us. Go ahead. Go for it. That would be helpful. Thank you. Uh, today, <laughs> today on the show. We're uh, not afraid, are we, Leanne? We're not afraid. Not afraid. Do whatever you want. No, it's a new show. You got to get the yeah. Right. You got to get the stars. You got to get the ratings. And right. I, can I just say, as a listener to the recaps, uh, I have never watched Paul Dark in my life. Not a single episode ever. I enjoy the recap tremendously. <laughs> and Madam Secretary, what I do is I listen to the recap before I watch the episode. I just find I appreciate it so much more once I know you guys have pointed out certain things to me that I never would have noticed on my own. So, oh. uh, so I enjoy. 
Like this week's Black Bra controversy list? Oh, okay. Well, I noticed that was posted on our Facebook page. We're going to have like 20 minutes about the Black Bra. Yeah. Come on. (laughs) And then the hot flashes, right? Hmm? (laughs) We're going to, we'll discuss. All right. But on this show today, uh, I I have a whole segment I'm calling Spooky News. (laughs) (laughs) Good work, Leanne. Good work. The facts would be nice, but you're good at doing it. Yeah. That's okay. You know, I'm the writer, so spooky news. Uh, Liz, Bitter Business Bureau, got some issues. Uh-huh. Love that yeah, segment. Uh-huh. Um, Urban Nana is back. You have a little pep talk for modern moms, don't you, Jewel? I do. I do. I, I just, I, I have something I, I very that I got to get off my chest. I really want them to embrace this. Yes. Okay. Liz had a big birthday party this week in New York. We're going to hear about that. We mm-hmm. accidentally started our kitchen makeover, so I'm going to explain. <laughs> I do not understand how that could be an accident. I I didn't either until it happened to me. Uh, Julie, you had a feel-good story from last week that now is making you feel a little queasy. Gonna yeah, talk, I'm really yeah. going to talk about that. But, hey, the good news here at the Satellite Sisterhood is that none of us got indicted this weekend. And <laughs> you're all clean, right? And, Everybody? And all, we have all spent time in Russia. Keeping it tight. I mean, think about it, sisters. <laughs> you did some things when you came to Moscow that you probably don't want others to know about. That's yes. true. Yeah. yeah, that's true. It's in some kind of dossier, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but, but a lot of indictments handed down. And Liz, you have some career advice for um, Paul Manafort, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I do this other podcast called I Hate My Boss. And uh, but I hate my boss is currently on hiatus between seasons. So I feel like it's fair for me to give career advice here on Satellite Sister Paul Manafort, just because, you know, it's kind of my thing. And uh, I just two quick things to say to him that I think applicable to many people. Um, The first is when you're trying to find the perfect boss for you, if that boss's job title is Ukrainian strongman. (laughs) I say, I say, I say, run, do not walk. It's just like, just, just that, that, that's it's what we would call a red flag. Like if your boss is a, an actual Ukrainian strong man, just tread very, very lightly. And then if part of the Ukrainian strong man's job description is Putin puppet. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you know, I would always apply what we will now start calling the no puppet, no puppet rule. Uh, I just think that career-wise, working for puppets, mm, you know, a bad way to go. And Julie, you've observed this, having lived in that part of the world. There's just a lot of Putin puppets and general strongmen out there. So very risky to be working. Very, very risky. And when you get your paycheck direct deposit into sketchy banks uh, in Cyprus, you're also, that is a problem too. Yeah, yeah. I guess the upside is the $75 million. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, for some people that's important. But all is not lost for Paul Manafort because reading through the 31-page indictment, which I really enjoyed, um, is uh, some details that I think lead me to recommend his next career. Once you're out of the pokey, Paul, um, I think you were born to be a personal shopper. uh, Because... Just he is good at spending the money at fancy stores. I mean, you read through the details. Okay, so he had transfers uh, totaling eight hundred and forty nine thousand dollars to a unnamed men's clothing store in New York and five hundred and twenty thousand dollars to a clothing store in Beverly Hills over the course of six years. Okay, so I guess divided by six, maybe not so much. 
But there's one Beverly Hills clothing store where he spent $128,000 in one month, sisters. I mean, wow. It's hard to do. I mean, it's how do you wear all those clothes? How do you, I mean, he must well, be constantly changing his clothes. Yeah. Well, you know what it brought to mind for me, of course, is my least favorite movie in the whole world. That Julia Roberts thing where she goes yes. on spreading three yeah. in Beverly Hills. I'm not even yeah. going to name the movie. Anyway, um, if it's, she is a pretty woman, he's obviously a pretty man. Okay. Yeah. $128,000 in one store in Beverly Hills in one day. But the thing that jumped out to me the most wasn't the hundred and eight hundred and twenty thousand oh sorry, eight hundred and twenty thousand with landscapers in the Hamptons or one point yeah. three million spent on home automation in Florida. The guy was renting out a B and B. I mean, come on, the seventy five million dollars is not up. No, the one that jumped out to me, which is where I'm gonna hire you, Paul, is the one million dollars at an antique rug store in Alexandria, Virginia. I mean a million dollars on rugs. You must really love rugs. And mm-hmm. so here's my problem. Or you literally bought something from Versailles. You know, <laughs> I mean, really. Right. Well, rugs are good because you can always take them anywhere. So yeah. I'm sure Paul is thinking he's he's going to be that, on the run. Is that your strategy you can, with all the rugs you got shoved in that closet? I, I in have Dallas? a lot of rugs, too. Are you fine like when you move around a lot, you know? That, <laughs> when I was it's there. Not such a bad, that one didn't surprise me at all, Liz. I oh, like, really? Yeah. And they're probably good. You can roll up some stolen antiquities in there. There's yeah. all kinds of stuff you can do with a rug. Dead bodies. Bodies. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Now, yeah. what appealed to me about the rug, Julie, is that, you know, for three years, I've been trying to buy a dining room rug. I just cannot <laughs> pull the trigger because it has to be kind of a custom size. And so earlier this summer, I taped it out on my floor, like with blue tape, um, exactly what size the rug needed to be under my dining room. So I could like get my eye used to what the dimensions are. And it's like, so to the point, and it's, that's been on my floor for three months. A friend walked in here uh, last month and said, what is the crime scene? (laughs) Anyway, so I need you, Paul, like you obviously are very good at buying rugs. I obviously am very bad at buying rugs. I think this is a match made in heaven. So whenever you're Whenever you're released, chances are I still will not have pulled the trigger and you can just uh, help me help me pick that out. I'm not in the million dollar price range Uh, or maybe you're going to have a giant tag sale with all the regs you have. (laughs) So anyway, that is my career advice for Paul Manafort. You know, it did make me think a lot yesterday about our girl, Martha Stewart. Like, how did she end up going to prison? And people like this guy are running around. I know. (laughs) I mean, Well, it all starts with lying to the federal prosecutors. That's it. It's we have said, yeah, we've said a million times, right? Don't lie to the feds. Do not lie to the feds. They don't. Yeah. Well, tell it. Tell it to the Papadopoulos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, there's been so much bad news out there. I mean, it's just, and I'm sure, like you, some days I'm just afraid to sort of open up my laptop, see what's going on. So that's why I was so happy last week with that that feel-good story of the two women, Jennifer Appel and her friend Tasha Fulava, who were rescued by the USS Ashland after five months. They had been floating around adrift somewhere near Japan, along with their two dogs, Leon. They have two dogs. Two dogs were on the boat, Zeus and Valentine. And uh, it was a harrowing tale. Like their sailboat had been in a big storm, the mass had been ruined. All their forms of communication had been knocked out. 
They had they had survived a shark attack where sharks had started banging at their boat, the hull of the boat, trying to 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 break it and stuff like that. Ninety eight days in a row, they were putting out distress calls. And then fortunately, uh, uh, they saw a Taiwanese um, cargo ship and they were able to get the attention of the Taiwanese cargo ship. And uh, Jennifer had to swim over to the uh, Taiwanese cargo ship. And there she called uh, the U.S. Navy and they came and they saved the two women and the two dogs. And Jennifer and Tasha were so grateful to the U.S. Navy. Feel good story, right? Did you see? I kind of missed this whole story. I saw the headlines, but I didn't. I was busy. I didn't get a chance to read it. So that was the deal. Okay, that's that. So it was amazing. They had. The the good news is they had a year's worth of food on the boat. So that was key to their survival. And they also had a water filtration system. So that's how they could just float around because they 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 didn't they didn't have an engine. Um uh so they were just sort of drifting with the current. Um but they had food, they had water. I was I was so fascinated with the story because these are big dogs, Zeus and Valentine. And I was like, "Well, you can't really take them for a walk or anything like that or you know or what were they you know, they must have had a system for where the dogs did their business. I, I don't know. So you know, I went deep on this story. As a dog owner, you were thinking about yeah. all the details. So it was a feel-good story. But here's the news this morning. AP is reporting that now there, there, there's, a, there's some things that are not adding up because both women were interviewed by the U.S. Navy. And then when they returned, uh, I guess, in Japan, also by the, by the Coast Guard. And their original story was that, you know, they had left, they met in 2016. And a week after meeting, these two women decided, come on, we're going to sail 18 days to um, from Hawaii to Tahiti. That's where they were going. And Jennifer was the big sailor. Uh, Tasha had never really been on a boat before. So mm-hmm. that was some three-hour cruise she signed up for. Yeah, so, wow. Yeah. So she didn't know anything about that. But... They, you know, so they they started out on their trip and they said almost immediately there was some big storm that happened and their their phone. They had six forms of communication, uh, including radios, uh, sat phones, GPS, emergency gear. They all failed. They had six different forms. They all failed. So they had no way of communicating with people. They said they were caught in this big uh, storm, but here's the problem: uh, the U.S. Coast Guard. Well, they're kind of connected to NASA and the U.S. Weather Service. That apparently there was no storm anywhere near them the days they said weather uh, a storm knocked uh, knocked mm. out all their mm. communication. Hmm. Well, I can see why if you were out there that long, you might lose track of time. Is it possible? But this that... was like the first day, Liz. So oh. you have lost track, <laughs> track of time on the okay. first day. In fact, it was the big storm that knocked out all their communication. They were close enough that they could turn back. They could have turned back to Maui or the big island. But Jennifer said, no, no, no. She had especially rigged the hull of her boat. And she thought that her boat was too big for the harbors in Maui and big island. Well, that was not true. Uh, so then they passed some other island, Christmas Island, which again, they could have gone there. But Jennifer thought it, there was no, there weren't any people on it. Well, actually, there are two thousand people on it. There's an airport. They've got a big, they've got a big harbor. 
So they, in fact, they, so they didn't stop for help after, after losing all their power, you know, and, you know, their, all their communication, they just kept going. In fact, they, they changed their course. Instead of going to the Tahiti, they decided they'd go an extra thousand miles to the Cook Islands. Mm-hmm. Okay, see how this story is getting kind of queasy and <laughs> yeah. fishy? So it's just like not, so that's, that's what Coast Guard is saying that this is kind of not making sense. Also, the Coast Guard <laughs> uncovered that there was an emergency beacon on the boat, a totally functional emergency beacon that Jennifer did not, did not activate. And had they, and the emergency beacon is tied up to satellites, huh. they would have been able to find them right away. But Jennifer said she didn't activate the uh, emergency beacon because she said that you only do that if you're in imminent danger. They've been floating around for months. <laughs> okay, sounds like, so Jennifer, you, sounds like Jennifer wanted to kidnap this other woman. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking, Leanne. I felt oh, like, I was thinking movie screenplay or something. So what's your theory of the case, Julie? I, I, well, this is, I, think, I, I don't want to, I mean, I don't know. Were they smugglers? Are they, did, was Jennifer kidnapping the other girl? I don't, I mean, or did they just want to be off the grid? I mean, because that... It's a very now it's a really sort of a fishy story that yeah. uh, that they're I don't know I don't know fishy. How, many rugs, how many rugs did they have on board was that <laughs> a rug smuggling scenario but something is not right here you see that see? stay on it you're gonna stay on this one it sounds like you're I really, am gonna stay, stay on, on it. it well I mean I just got so involved because of the dogs right and now we've uncut you know the threads are coming. They're, you know, we're pulling on these threads and it's taking us in a different direction. I, I feel like there might be some foul play involved in this. I don't know. I don't so know. Once again, the problem is dogs can't talk. Right. Because of course, if we could debrief <laughs> the dogs, we might be able to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> there are just so many things in life that would be better if dogs could talk. Right. Totally. <laughs> All right. Well, that sounds pretty spooky, Julie. Sounds okay. pretty spooky, if you ask me. All right, I have a whole bunch of spooky news stories in honor of Halloween. Are you ready, sisters? This is exciting, Lynn. I'm a little bit scared. Okay, first spooky news story, we're going to talk about dead celebrities. Yay, dead celebrities. All right, Forbes announced the list of the uh, highest earning dead celebrities. And I'm going to let you guys guess. I have the top five here. So I'm going to let you guess if you can think of any dead celebrities that might be making a lot of money. Tupac. Well, Tupac, not in the top five. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, number one, Liz. Okay. I think, Frank the Sinatra. O- I think the other four are pretty surprising. So no, no Frank Sinatra. Liz, you want to make one more guess? Marilyn Monroe. No, no Marilyn Monroe. Okay. Believe it or not, uh, number five. Of the top five, Bob Marley. Bob Bob Marley. The ghost of Bob Marley is still making a ton of money. I mean, he had that like two good albums and they have really, (laughs) really paid off for him. I mean, they're top. They're top notch. But Uh okay. Uh, Number four, Elvis Presley. Still making a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, We we should have guessed that. that. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, number, uh, Number three. This I was happy to see on the list, but also still surprised and happy. Charles Schultz, the creator of Peanuts, number three uh, on the yeah. list. Okay, and number he two. He deserves every cent. He deserves every <laughs> cent. I hope he's enjoying it in perpetuity, wherever. 
They still keep giving the peanuts. I still, they still make me laugh. And then number two on the list, Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer. Does he, he get a cut of all the beverages? Drink? The beverages? I don't know. All I know is, is it's spooky to be earning more money after you're dead. It is, Leon. You're right. It's spooky. It's very spooky. Okay. Our so second... that's when our big payday comes. When her kicks, uh, let's kicks. hope. Let's hope. Uh, let's hope there's any payday, uh, even if it's small. All right. Our second spooky news story. Liz, this one's for you because I know how much black licorice you eat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't eat any more, Liz, because black oh. licorice kills Liz, it kills, okay? Really? The FDA issued a very strong warning this week about the dangers of eating too much black licorice. So, Liz, step away from the good and plenties. Put <laughs> down the box, Liz. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life, aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. <laughs> in no their kidding. skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Oh. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo. Yes. You can you can literally see your skin get firmer. And it just delivers <laughs> this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm -hmm. Well, Pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz. A youthful yeah. glow is going to happen. <laughs> and it's a, infused with Osea's signature Andaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself <laughs> because you're worth it. <laughs> that's, that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code SAD Sisters. So this is it. This is a win, win, win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SAT Sisters at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Liz, summer is coming up and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and for chilling sure. there yes. with, your, with your butcher box. What, what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for a part of the summer... I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what uh, what what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just gonna buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. Butcher Box gives you peace of mind and easy to find high quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's a hundred percent grass fed beef, free range organic chicken 
pork that's raised crate-free and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... It's nice. It's nice. <laughs> nice to have something familiar there. <laughs> yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for a year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Because plenty, good and plenty. I just love them. I know. If you eat more than two, just two ounces of black licorice a day for two weeks in a row could land you in the hospital with an irregular heart rhythm or arrhythmia. Oh, my gosh. I know. No, Julie, wait till you hear the list of symptoms that comes from black licorice. Okay. Black licorice contains a compound called, and I think this is how you pronounce it, I think that's it. I don't know. That's how you pronounce it when you have a mouthful of black Glycerizin, 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 glycerizin. It can cause potassium levels in the body to fall, and that can lead to abnormal heart rhythms, high blood pressure, swelling, lethargy. That's my problem. Lethargy <laughs> and congestive heart failure. I mean, wow. can you believe it? Very serious. So. According to the FDA, here's what they're recommending. No matter what your age, don't eat large amounts of black licorice at one time. <laughs> okay? It's particularly bad for people over 40, but I mean, no are taxpayers what. paying for this study that <laughs> I I mean, how okay. uh-huh. I, I don't I haven't had black licorice since like 1986. I don't know about the rest of you, but <laughs> I like it. it. Is, I, you know, as you're describing this, Leanne, I can actually like hear mom saying, oh, for goodness sake, you know, well, I would have killed you. Or like, it's a wonder you're alive. Yeah. You know, whatever she was. The black We would try to explain to her all these things you gave us were really bad for us. She completely dismissed that. Yeah, and if you have been eating a lot of black licorice lately, Liz, I know you have. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. And you have a regular heart rhythm or muscle weakness, stop eating immediately. Put, <laughs> put down the licorice. And contact your health. That is going to be so bad if you get muscle weakness because all that black stuff is just going to drool right out of your mouth there. That's <laughs> your gonna... teeth are all black. You can't. It's going to look so bad. Your Liz. teeth. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna okay. Be bad. When right. you present at the emergency room with the black teeth, <laughs> spooky. <laughs> Very spooky. All right. And then our last spooky news story is uh, Did you know? Uh, this is from um, a website called Oddity Central. So that's where you go for all for spooky news. Oddity Central. Okay, there's an 11-year-old Nepalese, Nepalese girl that claims she can recognize colors by smell. She can smell colors. Okay, and you know what's even spookier? This what? is a thing. Like, this actually happens. So the girl's name is Deepta Regmi. She's 11, and she spontaneously developed this ability last year to smell colors. And she can identify colors even when blindfolded. And to prove it, the website Oddity Central put a photo of a blindfolded girl smelling a yellow Lego. So that must prove it. <laughs> that proves it. 
I approve that. But apparently, her ability to smell colors seems to be related to a phenomenon known as synthesia. Synthesia. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of this? <laughs> it's synesthesia. Synesthesia. Oh, you've heard of this. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So there's just a lot of, of vowels in a row. I just didn't know how to pronounce all of them. So synesthesia. So that be, that causes a person's senses to become confused. And so sensation from one sensory input kind of translates to another one. So for instance, you visualize a color when you hear music or you taste a flavor when you hear certain sounds and it's uh-huh. your, your senses get cross wired. How weird is that? That is weird. <laughs> I yeah. know. Okay. Yeah, I had mm. I had heard of it before, but never in this way where you would be smelling a color. I had heard of those other cross wires in a couple of things. I don't believe yeah. this at all. This is fake news. Okay, but carry on. Man. It's a Julie, good story. It's, it's from Oddity Central. I don't. I don't. Is there? A, I mean, right. how, there how a could more you reputable even, source for spooky news? How can no. you question the veracity of the the good people at Oddity Central? So that's it. Those are my three spooky news stories: dead celebrities. Black licorice and smelling colors. Ooh. <laughs> well, now that you're sufficiently afraid, uh, I saw I saw a study this week that I'm just going to go and go ahead and reject. You know, we see scientific studies out there, and a lot of times you try to embrace it to change your lifestyle because maybe I don't know we'll live longer. But there was uh, there was an article this week about how to tell if you're addicted to caffeine. Okay, so listen up oh, because we're all three of us us are caffeine drinkers. Uh, 50% of Americans are. Um, And uh, uh, one expert, Laura Giuliano, who is a psychology professor at American University, specializes in addictions. And she looked into like people who become addicted to caffeine. And as you know, when you ingest caffeine, um, that what caffeine is doing, it's blocking your neuromodulator that is, you know, that would be telling your body it's sleepy, right? And that when you take that caffeine, it stimulates the center of your brain and your oh. brain likes that, right? I didn't they know like any it. of that. I, I didn't know oh. any of that. Okay. Well, caffeine makes you feel, feel good. It's yes. you know, when, you know, when, that you know, I know, it. I know that. <laughs> and your brain says, yes. And your brain says, yes, let's do it again, okay? So that's why people like to, uh, to, to drink caffeine. But if you, if you stop drinking caffeine, what happens? You get a bad uh, headache, Julie. You get the bad headache, yeah. you get nausea. You know, they've done studies where... People... I get muscle weakness. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to eat a lot of black licorice afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> You, 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 through that withdrawal, in fact, they've done studies where people will, you know, in studies, they were offered a cup of coffee or money. And what do you think they chose? Coffee. coffee. They chose coffee. They chose coffee. <laughs> and so what the good, what the good Dr. Giuliano is saying is that this, this addiction is very much like any other addiction. Okay. So it is a sign of it and that many people will go 20 years without missing a day of drinking coffee. So, you know, uh, uh, but like anything, it's a question of moderation. She's, uh, uh, she was saying that if you, if you drink ingest less than 400 milligrams of caffeine per day, that you, that's probably okay, even though you're still drinking it every day. And in a 12 but ounce, how much cup, is that? How, oh, well, you're about I, to I was going to say okay. in a 12 ounce cup of coffee, um, you get anywhere from 107 to 420 milligrams of caffeine. 
So if you have two cups of coffee, then you're, you're kind of cooked. But if you're not, the reasons to address this addiction is if it's, um, if it's causing some problems in your life. Are you, are you sleep, sleep problems, anxiety? Are you spending too much? Are you gaining weight because of the pumpkin spice lattes? Are, are you well, that's spending- not a caffeine addiction. That's- yes, you can't blame that on the <laughs> coffee. Come on, people. That's not coffee's it's fault. It's not coffee. <laughs> So, I mean, or it may be giving you anxiety, you know, I don't know, you should, they were saying, you know, that, well, so her point is, you should view it as an addiction, and you have to uh, figure out whether or not you want to kick that habit. So, no, uh, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Okay, let's go around the horn. Uh, No, me neither. (laughs) Nope, not doing it. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much, Dr. Giuliano. (laughs) And on that note, we're going to take a little break. We have a really exciting new sponsor with the promotion for us this month. Uh, So give us a second and we're going to tell you all about it. All right, we are back. And uh, sorry to bring us down right after so much spooky news and (laughs) holiday toys and things, but... I have a little installment of the Bitter Business Bureau I would like to um, offer up here because I realized I kept reading about the Equifax hack. You know, Equifax is the credit bureau where, you know, chances are all of your information got stolen. And I kept reading about it, but not really doing anything about it. Have you guys responded at all? Like, did you check to see if you had been hacked? Yes, I I I did. did. Yep. Yep. And the answer was yes. Yep. Yes. yes. <laughs> We're part of that big, the big group. Yep. yep. Yeah. It was only 140, 143 million people, people. So, you know, don't worry, maybe it wasn't you. But anyway, I was sort of taking this in as just objective information, but not personalizing it the way I felt like I needed to until I heard this podcast. There's a podcast I listened to called Too Embarrassed to Ask. And it's by these two tech journalists, Kara Swisher and Lauren Good. And they do, they cover like consumer technology issues, but from the point of view of stuff you don't understand, but you would really like to understand better. So they did a whole episode, and I'll put a link in the show notes on what we should really be doing about this hack. And their guest was a guy named Brian Krebs. And I'm thinking, and he writes a newsletter called Krebs on Security. And that just seemed like if you were going to go to the right person for what to do about something like this, Krebs is your man, right? Doesn't he just sound like a guy who would know what to do? So the first thing Krebs said is we should all, just 100% of us, forget about the 143 million people, we should all just assume our information has been compromised and take steps accordingly. So can you guys embrace that? Just assume. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And so so then in this in this podcast, he sort of explains the various things to do. And uh, you've pro- if you've read about it, you've seen that a lot of people recommend a credit freeze. So I decided, OK, maybe I need to think about this. First, I thought, well, what about this credit monitoring that they keep talking about? Like they also all the services are trying to like put that in place for you. And he's like, yeah, whatever. You can do that if you want. But 
these services, credit monitoring doesn't really prevent anyone from using your identity to open new line of credit. It just sort of lets you know after the fact, and right. maybe they can help you clean it up, right? But Leon, you've had identity theft a couple yeah, of times. It's you? a pain. It's a it's a pain in the neck. Yeah, you freeze it. You just and then it's always out there. You can't really get your identity back. So yeah. you have yeah. to change all your credit cards constantly. You know, our credit cards are now super hyper aware of the companies. So if we have a weird charge, you know, if we're visiting someplace, they'll just shut the credit card down, assuming it's been stolen. You mm-hmm. know, it's a real pain with you when you have put stuff on um, a monthly charge and then your credit mm-hmm. card gets stopped for no reason. And then it's just it's a lifetime of pain. It's a bummer. <laughs> That's all yeah. I can say. Yeah. Well, and ours anyway, wasn't even that bad. I mean, pe- I mean, other people really have like, you know, terrible things happen to them, but ours was just more of a pain. But it's ongoing. Well, Krebs, Krebs pretty much said everyone should put in place a security freeze because what that does is that it blocks any potential creditors from being able to even look at your credit file, which means nobody's going to be able to get a credit card in your name. But once you do that, obviously, then you can't apply for credit either. So I thought about that, and I'm like, well, I guess I like I I just bought a new car, so I have a car loan, I have a mortgage, I don't really in the short term, or I don't see myself applying for any new credit, um, so I should just go ahead and do that. So that's what I did. You have to call each of the credit bureaus. They said there were four. I didn't even know there were four. I thought there were three. Yeah, I thought, I thought was, there were three. Who knew? Yeah, I thought there was Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. But this other one, Innovus, he said, you know, do that. So you call each of them. And, you know, for Is that a pleasant interaction, calling the credit bureau list? It was. I think if I had called when I should have, Julie, it would have been wildly unpleasant because I read all the stories about the websites aren't working, the phone operators don't know what to do. But I think now, because I ignored it for so long, they've really gotten their act together at <laughs> these places. So in most, most, three out of four of them just directed me to their website and you can fill out the form Um to uh, to put your credit on freeze. Now, the filling out the form, this is where I was like, how do I know I'm not being duped with this? How do I, I know? I know. How do you know you're really at TransUnion? Uh, you know, so I just sort of went with it. Different. There are different fees. Most of them, uh, you know, in, for California, it was like 10 bucks per, per bureau. So it's going to cost you a little bit of money. But there was one, I can't remember which one it was, but I thought, okay, note to self, never use this credit bureau if you had a choice is they were like, well, they weren't really going to do it online. I had to send a letter to McAllen, Texas. I'm like, well, no, come on. That can't really be the way this is happening. Like a snail mail? 143 million letters. That's what they want. It's going to save the post office, Liz. It's going to save the post office. So, you know, the first couple of people, uh, credit bureaus, it was kind of a pain. But then I got the hang of it. And and I realized, OK, like, I just want to get this done. Krebs says, if you get it done, then the thing you have to be aware of is unthawing it when you think you're going to need it. And so what they each do, this is the part where this is going to go horribly wrong for me. Uh, so <laughs> each of the credit bureaus, the four, they send you a pen and they say, Uh-oh. keep your print this out, print this out. Print this out. I know. And put it in a folder in a safe place. Oh, okay. And then he suggests, helpfully, uh, perhaps along with your latest credit report. Oh, good idea, Krebs. I'll get one of those, too. (laughs) And so now you have the random pieces of paper with the pins that control 
your access to credit for the rest of your life. What could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's tattoo. I think you should just tattoo it on your hand. <laughs> and of course, it's four different ones, Julie, and they each oh. have different rules. Uh, you know, some of them generated it for themselves. Others, they, uh, uh, you could pick yours, whatever. So anyway, so now every time you, if you need to thaw the freeze, even temporarily, so you can thaw your freeze for 24 hours if you're like shopping for something where you're going to need credit you have to have this all-important pin so i don't know i feel like professor mary maybe you should be stepping in here and telling us like <laughs> where really hide our pin. is it really the safest thing to like have it now on a piece of paper i thought we weren't supposed to write our pins down this is what it's going to like now it's so out of control that we're supposed to be writing down our pins yeah, yeah i think go back to the simple method paper and pencil ma- and yeah. mail it with a stamp that's good yeah <laughs> Anyway, so that's what I've done. So far, so good. I am not giving anyone any advice on what you should do, because God knows I'm, this is not my area of expertise. But I know that everyone has thought about this and either done it or not done it. So I thought I would just bring it up. I'm kind of bitter that we all have to do this, not just 143 million people, but pretty much everybody. And we'll post a couple of the links in uh, in the show notes if you want to like listen to this guy on the podcast. He was pretty good at explaining what you should do and why you should do it. And then he's all, if you just Google creds, you'll find it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's fair. Liz is very helpful. And it's good. It's good, it's a good to reminder. Know. It's a yeah. good reminder and that you went through it and how you did it. So, And it, it took me like a whole morning, but it didn't take me a whole day. So that's how okay. my standards are now. That's how low our standards have gotten about dealing with businesses. So guess what's next up for me, sisters, the talk about bitter. Christmas cards. Gonna- <laughs> you finally going to get one out this year? Liz, you know, we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would you like to share? Would you like to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids. And one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already framebridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the Framebridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, rate or gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? <laughs> That's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. 
Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. <laughs> the book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Leon Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay, and I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you; it's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty free, and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. So, pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. No, Leanne, uh, now that November is about to start, I have to buy health insurance because oh, okay. my, yeah. My, that should be easy. That's that should be really easy, Liz. Right? Yeah. My Cobra expires at the end of this calendar year, so I got to get into the marketplace for health insurance. I'm super psyched about that. So uh, I had tried to start working on this last month. You know, why wait until the holiday season? Well, obviously you have to wait until the holiday season because nobody knew what was happening with healthcare, <laughs> and also the the health insurance companies don't price their packages until November first. Oh, I didn't so realize even, that. So even though I tried to get on top of it it was fruitless so november it was one, frozen everything that just <laughs> freezing it was yeah just is and i'm sure they're going to start mailing me things julie there are probably things there too Talk, think about all the things that are online about your health anyway so credit bureaus and health insurance it's really really been an awesome uh couple oh, of weeks yes, around here true. at my place just yeah. trying to take responsibility for your life but these people these people are making it hard that's why i'm bitter that's why i'm bitter <laughs> Have a cup of coffee, Liz. It would make you feel a lot better. It'll shrink your brain cells or whatever. I got the black licorice right here in my desk drawer. (laughs) Okay, well, I I have some, I think I want uh, this next segment I really want to do as as a pep talk because I had to make um, a a second trip back to Brooklyn. Uh, I got the call uh, that they're a very fragile child care system 
This is my son and daughter-in-law who live in Brooklyn with uh, my granddaughter, Josephine. And they have a child care system, but the smallest perturbation, the whole thing collapses. Okay, <laughs> so so I got a call. But the good thing is I have my go bag. I am ready to go at a moment's notice. I've got miles. I just jumped on a plane. Uh, so I arrived um, in... Uh, in Brooklyn. And it's not as if my son and daughter-in-law are are having any fun. They're just working. They just had like (laughs) evening events. They had to work all day, work all night. So they were just working, which gave me more time for with Josephine. And one of the things that I got to do was on Friday, they had a brunch at her school. Now she goes to a Montessori style school in Brooklyn. And this was a brunch not a breakfast lean or a coffee. Wow, but in that's Brooklyn, fancy. Brooklyn, it's called a brunch. And it was for parents and caregivers or grandparents, whoever, whoever showed up. And so Josephine was super psyched that we could go, that I could go. And I was super psyched to go. And she has a lovely teacher, uh, Miss Ashley, who is sort of young and warm so and, 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 and poised and beautiful. She looks like a young Felicia Rashad. So she was just, I was just amazed. And I walked into the class classroom and it's all set up, you know, it's very lively and everything like that. But I felt like I was at a casting call for law and order, the other parents <laughs> in the room. They were also like distinctive and cool. And, and of course, urban, several of them were actually actors, you know, they were like <laughs> actors and they were there, you know, and they're with their children, uh, Leon, not one single pair of yoga pants in the whole place. Okay. And, that's but, yeah, that's, that's and, incredible. You know, and so I sat down at one of the little tables and chairs with, with Josephine and I swear it was Sir Richard Branson sitting next to me. I looked up at this guy. I was like, I was like, first of all, he was so darn old to be a dad, but it looked like, you know, he just was like some really cool looking old guy. And then I, I think it was Beck that was over by the fish tank. Wow. I'm not sure. You know, it could have been, I mean, you know, I'm not good at celebrity sightings, no, but you're no. keeping it tight, keeping it tight. I, I mean, I was trying to keep it tight. I was trying to keep it tight. And um, so there was one other grandmother there and we introduced ourselves and, you know, as the, as the little brunch went on, Josephine was showing me all the different areas, you know, they have a kitchen play, uh, you know, a make-believe area. They had the reading area. And so we sat down on the mat area and at Montessori, Liz, I don't know if you know about it, but they, it's a method of teaching and it's really based on the idea that by sort of reinforcing almost household skills, teaching children how to pour and how to sweep, this is helps them developmentally. So uh, oh, I never, okay. my kids didn't go to a Montessori school uh, as, as it will be clear uh, in a few minutes as I finish this story, but, uh, but that's sort of the, you know, so the emphasis of it. And so all the things in the classroom are on these teeny tiny trays and the kids take out a particular activity and they, you know, pour little marbles into a bowl or they learn how to slice things up or they learn how to scoop out wooden apples and place them on various things. So it's it's a lot of little, you know, and they, they have lots of little activities going around. So Josephine and I sit down on the mat and when she takes out this one little activity and we're by this other grandmother and and her grandson and she's hounding this child to like do the do the activity correctly and uh but i noticed that their activities on this little rug and then they have the tray on top of the rug and i said to the other grandmother i said oh are we supposed to have a rug and she said well 
Of course, my children went to a Montessori school. So, yes, you're supposed to have a rug. It's like, wow, throw down. She was throwing, <laughs> throwing down. She was yeah. throwing shade yeah. at Urban Anna. Yeah, she was. Okay. Challenging. I mean, Challenging. Kind of, was, woo, I thought. So, of course, it didn't. I mean, there are two ways to go in that situation, you know, to just thank her for giving us the information and ask where we get the little rug to put, you know, underneath the tray or to become the teeny tiny person that I then became, which <laughs> Which is, we are not, Josephine, we're not getting that rug. We are going to, we're just going to do it. And it was an activity where Josephine was supposed to, she had a bowl of little black plastic spiders and one of uh, little white ghosts. And she was supposed to make, it was a laminated card and she was supposed to make a pattern, like one black spider, one white ghost, one black spider, one white ghost. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But it's giving me hives, but yeah, I get what you're saying. (laughs) I want to just go back to the skullduggery craft set. That's not fine with me. Let's just live with that. I mean, this was so, but Josephine, what she really wanted to do is to take all the little plastic spiders and ghosts and put it around the perimeter of the card, which was not the assignment, but that's what I let her do. And she enjoyed it. And we were laughing and smiling and having a great time. Well, that other grandma over there was, uh, so anyway, but the point she was of judging, this, she was judging, she was judging. I mean, she's like, what, you know, like I didn't know about the rug. So you're going to like, give me a hard time. Well, we'll just show you what we're going to do without the rug. You know? Wow, Julie. But, you... <laughs> but most of this brunch was very nice. And Lauren as the working mom, you know, all the parents brought food for the brunch and Lauren as a working mom, she signed up to bring the orange juice. Very smart. Very smart. Yeah. One, one of the other mothers was apologizing to me because she said, oh, I brought she she brought two dozen warm blueberry muffins that she got from some fancy bakery. And she said, well, I didn't make them. You know, I just you know, I just I just had to buy them. I mean, she's a working mom. She has two children, a full time job. And she was apologizing for, for showing up with warm blueberry muffins. And I told her, I just took her, I said, listen, we were the generation that all, we already did all this mother's guilt stuff. You just right. I mean, we just don't have a whole nother generation of working mothers feel guilty about not like getting up at four in the morning to make muffins. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. The Mm -hmm. kids don't care. Nobody (laughs) cares about this stuff. You have to give, that's what I told her. You have to give it up. Just do the juice. Okay. When it's your turn, sign up for the cups, you know, or do what Liz does. Ice. You know? Ice. Yes. <laughs> Seafood. Bring, bring expensive shrimp next time. No, no one feels guilty about bringing shrimp. No, I mean, but just, I was, I was really saddened that. Yeah. It's yet another generation of working moms feel like they have to apologize for buying the muffins to show yeah, up at, at the brunch. It's a, yeah, such a cliche. It's a cliche now, you know, yeah. and that's, here it is. It's still still happening. Did she appreciate, so, Julie, your kind yeah. words and your unsolicited I, I advice? Kind of, I put my arm around her. I said, you did a fantastic job. And, of course, you know, Josephine and her friend Finn totally scarfed down the warm muffins. They yeah. were delicious. Yeah, yeah. That's so. good. So good good pep talk, Julie. Good pep talk. No more guilt. (laughs) (laughs) Just just go after the other grandmothers. That's your (laughs) bet. Now that is another issue. Like if I see that woman again, there's gonna be trouble. 
All right. Well, I mentioned earlier in the show, we started accidentally started our kitchen makeover. So here's, here's what happened. You know, we, we built our kitchen 17 years ago and it's been well used, you know, it's a working kitchen, made a lot of yes, good meals in there. Uh-huh. Thousands of meals. You've, but you've cooked up a storm in there, Liam. It, I, I have. And so, uh, but now it needs a little refreshing. You know, we, we put it in, I guess, in the 90s. So that's when everything was that maple, you know, we had the maple cabinets like everybody did. And, and we need some new Corian. So we decided before uh, Christmas that we'd like to, my son's graduation, that we'd like to refresh, refresh the kitchen. So we're not changing the footprint. We're not buying new appliances. We're just painting the cabinets white. We're getting some new countertops, a lighting fixture or two, um, but nothing, nothing major. Walls are not coming down. So um, my husband's about to change jobs. So he's been home for a couple of weeks acting as our general contractor, essentially lining oh, stuff up, wow. which is great. <laughs> but, you know, he likes to sort of keep our schedule close to the vest. So last week we were supposed to do the show. He's like, hey, they're going to come demo the countertops today. I was like, well, I have to record a podcast. So that's not a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> so, came- Which I've been doing for the last 17 years on Tuesday. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so they came and he said this at like eight. And I was like, well, in an hour, uh, no. So... Uh, so last week they came Friday and I was working upstairs all day and they're just taking the countertops out. And, uh, and what we did not anticipate is that when they took the countertops out, they would also take the sinks out. So all of us, I was like, wait, what? I went down for lunch and I look out in the backyard. I was like, are those our sinks from the kitchen? <laughs> He's like, uh, yeah. And we both just started laughing because we did not anticipate that at all. So I was like, Okay, you well, missed that HGTV episode where yeah. they take the countertops with the sinks. I oh, guess yeah. so. Yeah, I just didn't know because we're again we're keeping the sinks, so it's not like we're replacing the sinks. So I guess I just thought they could lift the material. So we had to spend all weekend emptying our kitchen. I mean, we I knew we had to do it, but now we're we have a you know small sink in our laundry room, so we just set up our kitchen in the mud room and. <laughs> It's happening. Nice. All weekend long, I'm like, I guess this is it. I guess we're really redoing our kitchen. It seemed like I just didn't. It was was hypothetical until now. It was. And then, boom, they take your sink out. It's done. It's over. You know? So anyway, so we'll see over the next couple of weeks how that goes. How that goes. Well, that's exciting, Liam. That's exciting and fun. Yep. It is fun. So that means there's no Thanksgiving dinner at your place. No Thanksgiving dinner this year. No, we haven't. Yeah, yeah, we've made no alternative plans, but I won't be be cooking anything. So, you know, actually, it should probably. You got to take your shrimp somewhere else, Liz. Yeah, hopefully on, it'll be back. Thanksgiving shrimp. Everybody loves it. Yeah. We'll be back in order, I think, by then, but probably not ready to entertain by then. Because we're doing a few, uh, doing some floors, too, which that, that we could have no furniture in the house. So take your pick. A working kitchen, but no furniture. So we'll see. Uh, okay. Well, that's exciting. Well, I, on last week's show, I did mention that this past weekend, I was going to be in New York for a big birthday party. And I so that's what I did. I was, in fact, in New York City, because at the very beginning of this calendar year, a bunch of my college friends and I, we all realized that we were we had a, we all had a major milestone birthday this year. So we were all turning 60. So instead of everyone having different parties and, you know, trying to make an effort to get here and get there, maybe we could just organize one bash that would be just for us. Like, you know, whoever wants to come from the class of 79. Yay. And That's a great idea, Liz. That is. Yes, a I recommend it. Idea. Yeah. 
yeah, I think it could work for your college friends or your high school friends. Chances are you're born the same year or, or close enough to have one party. So whether you're 30, 40, 50, whatever, it's a good way. It's a good reason to get people together and people are kind of psyched. So I did that. It was great. And a number of my friends, the organizers, this was revealing. The people who actually organized the party now that we've been out of college for like, you know, I don't know, 35 years or something, are the same people that organized the parties in college. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, it's, it's the same people. They yep. threw the parties in college and apparently they're still doing it. And I'm still just showing up with or without ice. But, you know, I try to be, uh, you know, a fun guest. But so thank you to the crew that that organized it. Uh, one thing that we hadn't really anticipated was that by choosing Halloween weekend, oh. uh, we were up against a lot of competition for like party venues and also just generally <laughs> the spirit of the party because we ended up, we were in this hotel in New York and uh, we had like a dinner and it was nice, but then it had to start kind of early because they explained, well, at nine o'clock, we opened this space to the public because they come in for the big Halloween party we're throwing. So we're like, if you ever want to feel like an old fogey, this is the perfect scenario. The, oh, per no. the perfect scenario because you're there with your college friends and everyone's chatting and you're having fun. And, you know, you haven't seen most of these people I haven't seen in 25 years, 30 years, whatever. So you're kind of catching up. But it's it's fun, but subdued. You know, there's not we're not dancing. We're not there. Are no shots. <laughs> being no, Nothing is flaming. And um but then, but we're, but we're enjoying ourselves. We are getting what we wanted, which is like a catch up with old friends. But then boom, the doors open at nine o'clock and every millennial in New York city dressed as a devil with flashing horns and, you know, a sexy little costume comes pouring in. So we had to like, so, and with all the millennials in all of their adorable costumes, of course, comes the techno music and they turn the lights off. So <laughs> And you old people, right? Wow. You can't see or hear, right? We we can't hear each other. We can't see each other. So we're now wandering around the hotel trying to find, like, is there a spare room where we could just sort of hang out? It, it turned out to be really fun. And the exact same thing the night before I got into New York Friday night, I checked into my hotel at about 1130 p.m. And the exact same thing was going on at my hotel Friday night. I walked in. All the lights were off. This is in the lobby, right? All the all the lights are off. Techno music is thumping. A lot of flashing lights, you know, flashing colored lights. There are velvet ropes in front of you. You're not even allowed in the hotel. I'm like, but I think I'm staying here tonight. <laughs> I have a room. <laughs> and they were having at my hotel, they were having a Dada Halloween ball. So, oh, you know, wow. I love this. Knock yourselves out. I, I think it's great. I was just ill-prepared for it at 11.30 Friday p.m. having just just gotten off the plane and going to a hotel I had never been to. So the funniest thing was I get up to my room and, you know, so the room is shaking slightly uh, and the thump, 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 thump from downstairs. <laughs> and there's an extremely thoughtful letter from the manager of the hotel on my bed that explains, oh, we really appreciate that our guests tonight will understand we're having this big party. Uh, so as a result, like the bar was closed down, the restaurant was closed. Down. Basically, the whole hotel was closed down. You couldn't go anywhere. You were a prisoner in your room. Uh, but 
they had very thoughtfully figured that because of that, we might want to attend the party. So the manager wanted me to know that my name was on the guest list if I decided I wanted to go downstairs and party on list. Party. Yeah. Yeah. But a last minute Dada ball, you know, I mean, <laughs> you'd really just have to like pick up some random items from your hotel room and wear them on your head or make them. You put into on shoes. Instagram that picture of that beanbag chair in your room. Yeah. Perhaps you could have like fashioned yeah. a costume out of that. Yeah, so the Hipster Hotel, for those of you that do not follow me on Instagram, the Hipster Hotel I stayed in, the room had no chairs. There's no, there's no single chair in the room. Again, you want to feel like a million, a million years old? Stand in your hotel room and look around and think to yourself, where am I supposed to sit here? Uh, yeah, there was just a, a black patent leather beanbag chair, which, you know, once you got into it, you were not getting out anytime soon. So anyway, so there was a lot of a lot of Halloween activity around New York City this weekend, which was super exciting. And if I ever did it again over this week, I might have a spare costume with me uh, in my bag. But just bring a hat. Just bring a witch's hat. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bring a hat. Yeah. <laughs> so the one one funny thing that I had not anticipated at the party with my college friends, again, like there were a handful of people that I see all the time, I'm, my close friends, but a wider group of people that I haven't seen in forever. But when you've been doing a radio show and a podcast forever, where people can listen in and hear all of the details of your life, it means a lot of the people you're talking to, they know everything about you and you know nothing about that. It puts you at a huge conversational advantage. Disadvantage. Because every time you start to say something, they're like, oh yeah, we already know that. Like what mom (laughs) used to say to us. She's like, oh dear, yeah, no, I heard you tell that story on the radio show. And so I got a little bit of that from my friends, but what was the the most embarrassing and the funniest is um, the way some of my friends who are regular Satellite Sisters listeners have really embraced our sponsors. So I was standing at the bar at the party with my friend Sarah, who, you know, I just saw six months ago, but before that I hadn't seen her for 20 years, but I know she's been listening. Um, And another person from our class walks up. So the three of us are like chit-chatting in the bar. And all of a sudden Sarah turns to me and she says, so what underwear are you wearing right now? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, Sarah, that is a totally weird question to ask in front of other people who do not understand the context. She's like, well, I'm just assuming it's me undies. I'm like, again, for in front of people I haven't seen in 35 years, I'm not sure discussing my underwear is really what, the way I want to reintroduce myself to, to our classmates. She's like, okay, whatever. I just, you know, I just want to see how you really feel about the MeUndies. And then yesterday when I was leaving New York, I, I thought you were going to say in the, cause he's the owner of MeUndies or something. I thought, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just like once someone in a social situation, when someone says to you, so what under underwear are you wearing yeah. right now? I just think that's, it's hard to respond to that. Yeah. Uh, or the people witnessing that. I said, not so much me, Sarah, but uh, you might not want people hearing you ask me that question. I just think that people could assume the wrong thing. And then yesterday as I'm leaving, I was with some friends and uh, I was like, oh, hang on. I checked my suitcase and uh, uh, my friend Lauren was like, oh, away luggage. I've been hearing all that. <laughs> That's good. We're glad yeah, there are people like our sponsors. Yeah. Because we like the products. Yeah. Yeah, we like the products and we really do use the products. And so even if people haven't seen you in 25 years, they're still going to check in on that. 
So anyway, it was a super fun weekend. Uh, got in late last night, but I am glad to make the effort to go. And I do recommend it for other people as a great way to organize a party. Just like get your gang together, you know, like high school reunions, college reunions. They're fraught with a lot of other stuff. But if you realize that, oh, no, it's just a birthday party for us because we're all about the same age. It's a good way to go for a party. Yeah, I recommend. Perfect. Yeah, especially if, like you did, you can get someone else to organize it. That's yeah. really the way to go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it's Halloween. And just, you know, tonight I am performing Thriller. As I mentioned a couple weeks ago, I announced uh, that's what our dance troupe has been learning. So uh, tonight we perform at our dance teacher's house, 637, 738, we're not doing a 10 o'clock show because apparently last time there was no one at the 10 o'clock show. And <laughs> okay. I was like, oh, by 10, I'll be dead. So, no, we're not. I can't do a 10 o'clock show. So I'm good to go. We had our dress rehearsal, got the zombie costume. I think Great, he got yeah. it down. I've done it two or three times already this morning. I'm marking it in my head when I'm, you know, doing the dishes or cleaning out the kitchen this weekend. So I think we're good to go. So Are you carbo-loading? Are you bringing Gatorade? What? I mean, well, that's a lot of dancing. It is yeah. a lot of dancing. We're, we're bringing a potluck uh of course i volunteered to make stew for the potluck before <laughs> before i knew my kitchen was going to be dismantled so i did have to make i still made stew i'm cleaning out the pots and the little utility sink but um no we're, we're good to go there you know i don't want to eat too much too heavy because right it's right. pretty vigorous two and a half minutes that you have to do you're dancing full out for two and a half minutes but it's exciting happening tonight there is a stage i'm only slightly concerned about falling off the stage you know because that are you in the front row or back are you in the middle jill i'm in the front oh okay i mean the dance teacher is the front row he's you know he dresses like michael jackson and hopefully all eyes will be on him or most eyes uh so but yeah i'm in the front row so i can't really hide uh but i'm going to ask the question leon that every listener is wants to ask right now is there going to be a video of this? Uh, you know, I'm not going to shoot it. I'm not going to try to do a mm-hmm. Facebook Live. It's just complicated. I think it's a yeah. very crowded area. So I have no way of taking a video of myself. And no one. Okay. <laughs> so... no one. Okay. All right. <laughs> so and it, it, just, and... it will be live in our imagination. Yeah, and we mean... are wishing you well. You're, we know you're going to be a star. Yeah. And uh, we're proud of you. So if someone else there takes it. You know, some some people are bringing spouses, and Barrack has to stay and hand out the candy, so he can't come. So if someone takes it and it's not terrible, I'll put. That's a good promise but, right there. Uh, yeah, but I thought about like, oh, setting up the, the Facebook Live, and I was like, you know what? It's just to me, too many people. I don't want someone to steal my phone, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, spooky things happen. Spooky things happen, man. (laughs) Spooky things happen again. Or there could be no one because of the Dodgers. But uh, I think kids will still want a trick or treat. And those games last like 800 hours now. Those baseball games. Mm -hmm. So have a nice cup of coffee before the big dance. You know what? I am. Yeah, I am. I'm doing a lot of stretching today, trying to, yeah, trying to just stay loose. Going to be a little chilly tonight. Not super cold, but, but I'm pretty nervous, but pretty excited. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Okay. I can't wait to hear all about it. And, you know, the black licorice is good to make your teeth look all gross. (laughs) Oh, that's a good point, Liz. Yeah. Yeah. Less than two ounces or else could be. Or else ER for you. (laughs) Muscle weakness. Not good when you're trying to do the whole thriller. Muscle weakness. (laughs) 
All right. Well, that's it, right? We're that's done. It. We're done. Week? We're done. Yeah, that's it. That's a, that's a full show. Well, yeah. uh, remember, we always have our show notes posted at SatelliteSisters.com. And keep in touch with us on uh, Facebook. You can like our page or you can join our group. I want everyone to post your Halloween pictures at the group, just in general, if you're within the sound of our voice. Like, I, I think Halloween is a great day on Facebook. So please feel free to share your costumes, your kids' costumes, whatever, uh, to the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. It will be super spooky. <laughs> Good one, Liz. Jeez, Liz. All right, so that's it. So we are the Satellite Sisters. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. 